Let's talk music. Let's talk music. So this is episode something of my podcast. I don't know how many I've done. Quite a lot about underrated music. And I'm really unimaginative, so it is just called underrated overheated. But, you know, I I feel like descriptive at the very least is something. The the name in itself is underrated. And thank you. I'm guessing it's not overheated because have you had much hate mail? I'm guessing not. No, no. I'm not sure how many listeners I have. Uh, I mean, I can give you some hate mail if you like, just so that you've got the... Yeah, that would make me feel like I'm a real kind of podcaster, actually. So that would be the next next necessary step. Um, Anyway, so... I do kind of a range of music. I don't know. Have you have you ever listened to any of my past episodes? I hope you have. I have. I've listened to hey! three, I think, because I Aww. wanted to know what I was getting myself in for. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but you're not getting you're not getting yourself in for anything, so it's fine. I always feel like I'm getting hoodwinked into something. Yeah, yeah. To be fair, I think that's also just me and the way way I am, because everyone seems to think I'm trying to hoodwink them, and sometimes I probably am actually. Um, but I'm not trying to hoodwink you. I promise. Um, but you know. I cover a range of music, I feel, in this. But there's a lot of folk. There's a fair bit of progressive rock, a bit of, like, funk and stuff. But today's a very folksy episode, isn't it? So, yeah, it's specifically about an album, one album, by a guy called Dick Gowan. I think that's how you, how you pronounce his name. I'm not 100% sure. Dick Gowan or Dick Gowan? I, I think Gowan is a bit more Scottish. So, I don't. Where, where do you stand on that? Well, it's funny you should say that, because I made some notes, because... I have difficulty thinking at the moment, um, as is 2020. And one point number five is, how do you say his name? (laughs) Um, My guess, what I've been going for is Dick Garen, even though he's quite clearly Scottish, not Northern Irish. Irish. There there is a bit of a crossover. He sings... It's Celtic. It's a Celtic kind of thing. Dick Garen, um, which is probably quite an offensive impression of either Scottish or Northern Irish people. I apologise. <laughs> That's fine. We'll 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 sensitively edit that bit out as well. Uh, no, we won't. I won't do that. I'm keeping it in. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to roll with Dick Gowan because I feel like that's right. Um, but it's it's what is often considered his best album and is is has been called the greatest British folk album of the 80s in like polls and things like that, which is quite a specific claim, but also is grand enough to be worth mentioning. Do you know what I mean? It's like when people say, oh. Like, like I often say, Carlisle Cathedral has the biggest east-facing stained glass window in the flowing decorated style. Hmm. Now, that is a too specific a claim to be worth anything. But I feel like biggest, no, sorry, the best folk British folk album of the eighties is specific enough that it's quite specific, and it's not an amazing title. But it's it's grand enough that I feel it's worth something. I don't. I, know. I think it's worth something. You know, Richard Thompson was a was doing his thing around then, uh, and that's and true. It, if you can get that over Richard Thompson, then you've at least achieved something. Um, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. Let, let's roll with that. I agree. Uh, but that it's often seen as that, and it's one of his... It's usually rated as his best. I, I pretty much agree. But it's called Handful of Earth, uh, 1981. So it was released right at the start of the 80s. Uh, and Dick Gowan, as we've already kind of mentioned, is Scottish, Glaswegian, folk musician. I, I always just start straight away by just going straight into what are your thoughts? Wow. Straight in there. Uh, I love this album. It is, yes. Uh, so I wasn't... See, when, when I first listened to it, when you first recommended it to me, I was I thought, it's a good album. You know, it's a good listen. It's a nice sort of uh, bit of Scottish folky nonsense, which I'm kind of partial to. 
Um, but then when you delve in and, uh, oh, it gets great. There's a lot of stories in there. There's a lot of um, mm-hmm. uh, great music in there. And also, I think it's particularly good because it made, I mean, I'm quite susceptible to this, but it made me grasp around trying to be more Scottish than I actually am. So I think like <laughs> I've got a, a granddad who, who was Scottish, um, but then I was sort of thinking my family tree was like, yeah, I, I, maybe I should move to Scotland. Like, maybe I do just want to go like walk on a moor and with a my yeah, yeah, and yeah. stuff, that kind of thing. So I think that is a, always a good selling point. Yeah, yeah. So the album made you want to be more Scottish. Yes, I was sort of grasping at, uh, you know, because no one wants to be from Southern England, from Carlisle. You're quite enough <laughs> Scotland. No, I mean, sorry, I'm from Eastern England, but um, no one, yeah, yeah, true, outside of East Anglia will allow that to uh, to be a thing. As a sort of comparison, this is how prepared I am. I made a note okay. of bands in 1981 who had other who had albums that year. Yeah, okay, I like it. Give us a few. So we're not talking British folk albums here. This is just any albums. Any albums. So Styx, Toto, okay. UFO, <laughs> Phil Collins, UB40, <laughs> and um, the sort of poor collaboration of Motorhead and Girl School, which inexplicably people seemed to like at the time. Um, but in a sort of rootsy and bluesy thing, you had Emmy Lou Harris, Chris Christopherson, and then BB uh, King had an album out that year as well. So, oh, okay, that's good. You know, not uh, there was a lot going on that year. Um, yeah, yeah, but I also feel like it was a start of a start of a decade that was incredibly unkind to the kind of the dinosaurs. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, the people yeah, who yeah. started in their careers in like the late sixties or the eighties or the the seventies, um, and I think it was probably a, a decade. It was very unkind to like rootsy music, like country folk and all that kind of stuff. Generally, mm. I, I kind of feel like the Dire Straits must have released an album that year, but I don't really know. I can't. It must have been like Love Over Gold or something like that. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I'm not 100 percent sure. Well, my my thought is that there was a sort of rootsy thing going on in the eighties, but it got a bit polished mm-hmm. up. So things like and people jumped on the bandwagon so like sting started his uh, uh yeah, yeah, yeah. solo stuff in the 80s which isn't strictly rootsy but it's kind of a nice packaged up version for you know uh, now we would consider it mum music or at least i would yes <laughs> yeah no no yeah, yeah i agree i do i do totally agree i guess sorry the best example of rootsy music doing well commercially in the 80s it must be 1986 uh graceland by paul simon i mean that was huge yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's True. But this is this is rootsy in a very different way. And I don't think it charted. It's kind of what you said before, like a lot of 80s stuff is quite polished. And this isn't a very polished album. Not to say it's like sloppy or anything, but it's not it's very like rootsy and do you know what I mean? Yeah. Rustic yeah, yeah. is the word maybe. Um one of the other key things that I wrote down is that I mean I've got fairly rubbish hearing. Okay. <laughs> and until I started di- diving into this album I always suspected it but I basically know the lyrics to no songs I'll sing along to most <laughs> things but I just sort of make yeah, the yeah. noises and give it a good go I might catch the odd word which yeah, with, yeah. with Dead Garen is actually incredibly <laughs> difficult because he has a really strong <laughs> Scottish accent he does have a very strong accent so I did a bit I had to do a bit of googling to get in get into the uh, um, but I think I think that's to his credit that uh, there's there's something there's a sort of story with the proclaimers at risk of, you know, lumping all Scottish music in together, but about about how they early on in their career they refused to 
toned down their Scottish accents, which set them back right, a few right, years, right. but then ended up being like their, their USP uh, and was part of their mass acclaim. Um, so I think they. I'm, I'm going to get. I'm going to get out quickly that I do not like the Proclaimers. Not well, not necessarily. Uh, again, this is one of those like <laughs> mum song things. Like my mum listened to the Proclaimers. Like so, I know like all their like albums, and I heard them on repeat. I don't think otherwise I would particularly object to them, but because of that experience, it's the same reason. And I think I probably would object to this other band I'm about to mention even if my mum had not listened to them on repeat, Simply Red. Like, I think I would hate them anyway, but I do definitely hate Simply Red because my mum listened to them all the time. Um, but I kind of I kind of unfairly or fairly or not or whatever, lubbed the Proclaimers into a similar thing. And I just, uh, like Letter from America, if you've heard that one by the Proclaimers. Of like, course I have. It's just, it's just obnoxious. Uh, but this isn't about the Proclaimers. This, Sorry, isn't, yeah. this is about a far superior <laughs> Scottish folksy musician. Um, but it's it's interesting what you say about the lyrics because obviously the songs are all very like political. Not necessarily all of them invariably, but there's a very strong like socialist bent to them all. Yeah, and, like, yeah, yeah. I definitely like have very similar politics. I can only assume to Dick Gowan, but really I don't fundamentally care necessarily about the like. I just like the songs on a really fundamental level. Like I just I think it's I think that it's both. Do you know what I mean? I like the music and the songs. And yeah, I like yeah. the noises he makes, even if they weren't actual lyrics. And I do generally think they're good expressions of good political stances. So he, it's, he ticks a lot of boxes in the folky processed. Uh, he does, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing. So Scottish tick. Uh, <laughs> I read that his dad was a Glaswegian engine driver. Tick. Yeah, tick. Massive um, tick. Grew up in poverty, and uh, but uh, you know everyone was community spirited. That was, uh, he's mentioned yep. that apparently before. Tick. Tick. And he was an apprentice in a paper mill. So he's got oh, it. Oh, yes. He's got it all he's down. He's got all of it. He's got yeah. the bona fides. Yeah, yeah. I did, I also thought with the album cover, because that's quite, it's yep. quite striking for a. Uh, it's striking. It's very cool. Yeah. Um, so obviously he's in a sort of what, cornfield in front of a factory. Yeah. So if you actually look really carefully, you can see Theresa May running through the field in the yeah, background. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the farm was a very disgruntled. <laughs> yeah, it's very naughty. Um, but yeah, you know, obviously it's got that, that nice juxtaposition of the, the field. And, and Yes. But what is, I think, most striking about it is that is a sexy man. Yeah, yeah. He's, a, he's, a, he's a hunk, isn't he? He's, he's got like, like a rubber <laughs> belt and like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, he, I would say he sits nicely between the field and the factory behind him because mm -hmm. he's not dressed for either activity. He, <laughs> he can't see his legs, so he may have wellies or steel toe caps on or something, but he is not yeah, dressed yeah. for any kind of labour. Um, yeah, yeah. But, he's uh, dressed for, for singing about it, though. I think that's what he is perfectly dressed for. Yeah, he, he sits between the two and uh, sings about both. So there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's, uh, that's something. That's our maybe. official tagline yeah. uh, for this album. But yeah, no. <laughs> what, what about the specific... Are there any specific songs for you that you're like, yeah? Because it's one of those albums, like, you listen, the first time I listened to it, I was like, yes, this song. Yes, this song. And then maybe like two that was like, these are fucking brilliant. Yeah. And then the other ones kind of feel like sleeper hits. Like it takes a while for you to be like, actually, hey, hey, oh, this one, this one's good. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, initially, Erin Gobra is a. Uh, yes. 
brow And were I a part and in you a torture Or were I the devil then what's that to you But it's not for the stick that you hold it's a great song. It's a it's a bit of a crowd pleaser. But what I like about it is that he about halfway through he kind of disappears and the uh, yeah. strings and the uh, uh, the tin whistle sort of take over and he sort of yeah, yeah, yeah. becomes sort of uh, wait he plays second fiddle to them, um, right. <laughs> um, which I think is a really a really nice uh, effect. But yeah, on yeah. the whole, uh, both sides of the tweed is a uh, Particularly good song. I think it's the closer. That on the is album. a good one. Yeah, yeah, I really like that it one. It does kind of stand out on the on the album, though. I think because having because it's at the end, having listened through all the others, um, they've kind of got that nice uh, folky pastorally uh, there's a, a, a very good sort of very atmospheric and then you get mm-hmm. onto the both sides of the tweed which has that but then also sounds a little bit like you're in for a 15 minute um yeah yeah like power ballad, prog, prog rock yeah yeah <laughs> i know three, but for me it brought to mind november rain and then by the yeah, end yeah. I, was, I was ready for sort of sweeping guitar solos and uh you know yes yeah 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 it's a strange one. Like, I think that was like a, a thing about British folk in the eighties, like, um, a cut above, I think it's called by Martin Simpson and June Tabor. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great album. I love it, but it, it must've been released like a similar time period. And again, there's tons of like really authentic, like acoustic guitars and like folksy singing. And there's the odd song that has like a synth solo. And it's just like, wait, how do how do how do I feel about this? I'm not really sure. Like both sides of the tweet. Like I don't object to like synths and stuff like that anyway. But it's just a weird mis- mismatch on like a really like authentic trad folk thing. Yeah, and then you've yeah. got like, and he's like, um, and I think I I can accept it. I can accept it. And it's probably less. It's it's um, it's more subtle. And I think it fits better in in this Dick Gowan song. Both sides of the tweed. Yeah. Um, well, the other think- album is just is just as good. But um, it is it is at first like oh, okay, unusual. Well, I thought it kind of bookended the album quite nicely because you got Eringa Bra at the start, which is you know very sort of sweeping and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. folky, and then it um, yeah it kind of ends with November Rain, which is like it feels like yeah. you're, you're moving on. <laughs> Maybe you're moving in from the field into the factory via Theresa May. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say the the song for me that I. I Maybe it didn't stand out for you. Craigie Hill was not like a standout to start off with, but for me, it ended up being like one of my favorites. Down by a shinny harbor, a carelessly dead string, where the thrushes they were warbling. I really, I really like that. And I just think it's his vocals carry it. Like, it's just. He just, mm. I don't, it's the authenticity of his vocals just always shines through for me, I think. And that song is, for me, It's a funny good you should say that, because I made, I made again, with my, my notebook here, with I made notes. notes on every song, and next, <laughs> next to Craigie Hill, I've got no notes, Irish. And that was it. 
<laughs> so that well, was not, not quite a stand where up. You are yet. No, 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 no. It's, it's, that's the thing. Like once you once you listen and listen and listen, that song kind of comes out a bit more. Um, or maybe not. I don't know. For per- personally, for me, that one did. And like um, the world turned upside down as well. I think maybe took a little bit longer for me to like. And that's he. So he didn't write any of these songs. No. And as far as I know, the more famous version of the world turned upside down is by um, Billy Bragg. Yeah. Who is very similar but very different. Yeah, 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 uh, and and I I know for a fact that Billy Bragg is a big fan of this album. It, it like he said it in like uh, multiple interviews, um, which you know stands to his credit because it's a brilliant album. But um, I have to say I strongly prefer Dick Gowan, and yeah. I, 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 I and I think and I think I've said this before. I don't I don't know like it's something about like the Cockney accent for me. I, I'm not a massive fan of the accent anyway, but if I'm going to listen to socialist <laughs> folk. Scottish socialist folk. It just it just sounds more appropriate. Do yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And I, 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 I don't know why. It, when it's like a, a Cockney guy like singing it to me, I'm just like I don't know. My, my brain is just like nah, 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 nah. I don't believe. It. And I don't know why. That's not fair because it's, it's still it's working class or whatever. I I feel the same, but I think it's because we're we're country folk. And I know you're from Carlisle, but that's basically countryside. Well, um, uh, well, I'm sure I've said this to you before, but Carlisle is the biggest city in the country. You've said that on so far on this recording, I think. Have I already said? Yeah. Oh, I probably have. Oh no, no, the same glass window. You said sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, if you would like to subscribe to Carlisle and Cumbria Facts, uh, please send in some emails to me, and I, I can send them to you on a daily basis. <laughs> That's yeah. just a message for my listeners. Yeah, well, turn upside down. I thought so before I found out that Billy Bragg had done a version. I thought it sounded like the kind of song where you would probably drink a lot with your lefty friends and then end up yeah. yelling it to each other. Um, <laughs> and in, in my mind, yeah. I had the left field tent at Glastonbury because that tends to be what happens there when there's music right, on, right, right. Uh, which yeah, yeah, yeah. is frequented and um, uh, I think maybe like Billy Brack has a lot to do with it anyway. So then when yeah, I found yeah. out, I was like, oh, well, there we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You nailed it. You, you completely... Yeah, you sussed that one out. I think it's a great song. It, it is. I also thought that maybe it was the kind of uh, song that Frank Turner um, would make if he wasn't from Hampshire uh, and if he was <laughs> slightly better. I could imagine him doing a, doing a sort of cover. Or, um... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're throwing some real shade here. I like it. I like it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I just don't no, no, Frank no. Turner. No, you know what? I totally agree. I'm not a fan at all, actually. Um, he just doesn't do it for me. I just he doesn't. I'm not going to go into it, but it just yeah, it just doesn't work for me. It's not my kind of folk, and I kind of want to say folk in like inverted commas, and that that seems really snide. But it just it just doesn't hit the right folky notes for me, and it doesn't mm. really feel like folk either. I don't know. Like I, I don't begrudge him his success in any way, but it's just not working for me. The problem with folk. Uh, and this is always evident at folk festivals, is that it's quite easy to become um, quite uh, elitist about folk. Um, but I think that's fine. So we can <laughs> at the great British folk festival at Skegness Butlins a few years ago. I think Mumford and Sons <laughs> had just released uh, an album. And oh, the amount yeah. of abuse that they were getting of absolutely everyone, even bands, were laying into Mumford and Sons as being <laughs> sort of pretend uh, pseudo folk. Um, I don't actually mind Mumford and Sons, but you know, don't, um, don't tell anyone. 
Yeah, well, uh, you know, I don't have a strong opinion, and I, but I definitely think it's unfair to like level that kind of vitriol towards them. I think that I, I, I hear it a bit, and I, every time I hear people say they hate Mumford and Sons, I assume they're joking to some degree because I can't really work out why they would deserve that level of hate. They're not like a band I love, but you know, they've got some good songs. But for me, people like them. Yeah, yeah, but some people really hate them, and like it's kind of like when people really hate. Um, Nickelback, I, I don't, I don't quite get that. Like, I know it's partly a joke again, and I know like it's because they got a lot of air time, and like you heard the same song over and over again. But for me, I, I mean, I hate Morrissey. Like, so I'll get that out there. I hate Morrissey. I, I, I think he's shit. <laughs> I, I dislike, every, I dislike his hair, his face, his music, his voice, his lyrics, um, his politics as well. I hate them. So I hate everything about the Yeah, dude. that's, that's but, do you know what Good I mean? Question. So, may, and I think it seems like when I say that, a lot of people don't get that. So that's fine. So, like, I think it's it's fine to dislike people. Uh, there's a lot of people I dislike and throw shade on, but uh, I've got yeah, yeah, some yeah. of the music I listen to is absolutely awful. So I'm I'll fully admit <laughs> that. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, I, I, I'm more than happy to that list earlier when I said Sticks, Toto, UFO, Phil Collins, uh, Motown, and Girl School, and you before. These are just uh, this. That's just what I was listening to this morning. So. <laughs> <laughs> you've already like you've just implicitly by just mentioning them there in that context i think you are impl- do you think they're all crap i don't, like phil like it's weird isn't it? like phil collins clearly talented clearly has done some good songs but again mm. he's a kind of stereotypical crap artist and he kind of yeah, deserves yeah. it and kind of doesn't do you know what i mean it's just weird it's the same with all of them like sticks they have some great tunes but they do have some crap I don't know. I don't want to be too much of a snob. That's not what this podcast is. But I think, like, inherently, I am a bit of a snob. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I've, I've totally <laughs> hijacked this, uh, no, no, this it's well-meaning, fine. positive podcast and turned it into... No, 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 no. Like, I just say these things so I can remind myself to curtail my own negativities. I mean, I did it myself going on about Morrissey. Mm. I, I should just edit it out, but I won't. Um, kind of what you're saying about folk, folk, folksy people and being a fan of folk continuing to a bit of a snob like there's something i don't think it's a snobby actually but it's something i always say about folk it's very hard striking the balance between sounding professional enough that i actually want to listen to it whilst not being like too clean so for me i, I do i do really like bellowhead but sometimes they are a bit too clean and a bit too polished mm. and it's just it takes it does take away from that kind of folksy authenticity and then Maybe a different extreme. Well, not quite, because I still like them. Like the Dubliners are sometimes a little bit too like they almost fall apart because they're a bit too rough and ready. Yeah, yeah. And actually, I do like both of them. They're but they're towards like the extreme of what I do like. Whereas I think the people who are like right in the middle who just nail it. I think Dick Gowan is a perfect example. Yeah. He's on it. He's on top of it, but he's still rough around the edges. And I think like that's why I think this is a great album. I think it just his voice, his guitar playing, mm. and all the other musicians who contribute violin and stuff like that and i just i think it's great he's he's uh i think his biggest credit is that it sounds like he's telling you a story uh he could be singing anything but it feels like <laughs> yes. uh, in a lot of the songs it feels like you're just sitting down and he, there's a fire and maybe there's like a dog at his feet and he's just like yes all right yeah, i'm yeah. gonna tell you this and you you settle yeah, in yeah, yeah. um uh the now west uh, Westland Wind was that that one? Yeah, in fact, they're all like they've all got that sort of nice uh, undertow of um, mm-hmm. uh, of clean guitar with his sort of rough and ready voice over the top. Um, yeah, 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 totally. But I find it like so. Maybe you didn't notice it because you might not notice it unless you're like consciously trying to. But instrumentally and musically, 
he does this weird thing where he's not actually sticking to any meter. So many songs, like, um, on this album, Worker's Song, which is the first song I heard on it, and it is one of the best, and it's a great song. It starts off, like, with a kind of triplet kind of jig, but then once he starts singing, it just, you cannot tap along to it. It's impossible to tap along to it. There's no meter whatsoever. <laughs> but you, it doesn't sound, it doesn't sound wrong at all. It sounds perfectly natural. It sounds perfectly in time. The toil nights and deep by hands and by pain to earn your pain. And it sounds brilliant, but there's just it is just this really weird I don't even know how it's like this very um generous um approach to meter. It's like, well, you know, if I I don't need to hit on the beat. But usually if people are doing that, it sounds like crap. Like, think of, um, have you heard of the Shags, who are, like, the most famously awful band of all time? I haven't, actually, no. All right, you need to look them up. But they, 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 they you could argue they have a similar approach to meter, as in no approach whatsoever. But they <laughs> sound awful. Uh, but somehow, he, he just nails it. It sounds brilliant. Even though you're sitting there trying to tap along, physically impossible. I, it just, it doesn't make any sense. And I, I've never heard someone be able to pull that off before. And it, it, it sounds brilliant. And again, I think it probably contributes to that kind of like, it just sounds conversational in a way, but like not in a, in a boring or bad way. It just sounds, I don't know. It's great. It's, it's kind of just brilliant, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, uh, is it Loch Um uh-huh. I knew that was going to be a pos- It could be my favorite on the album, maybe. Okay, yeah. Because again, it goes back to being susceptible to um, getting carried away and trying to find out if I'm Irish or Scottish or something. Um, <laughs> and when it starts with I'm a rambling Irish man that's really <laughs> this is the song for is me that, <laughs> it's like you uh, just suck it in immediately yeah it's that kind of um, storytelling uh, yeah comforting Irish music and, and you think yeah a lot of my relatives must have been Irish immigrants um, yeah, but yeah. Uh, they definitely weren't but um, <laughs> yeah on on a similar note well on I think it was last year on the back of a song by Seamus Fogarty. I ended up going to Ireland just for, because it was really nice there. So I went for like a, and I, I went and walked the Wicklow Way because I was like, well, got to go and do that walk. So you never know, I may end up just go hang around Glasgow at some point. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I, I like that you just did that on a, on a whim. Um, yeah. And I wish, you know what, I wish you could do that on a whim right now, but we're in lockdown 2.0. And it seems like you, you know, your wish is not going to be granted for a while. Forgotten about that. <laughs> Sorry to bring it down. <laughs> I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. And you know, it kind of brings up the whole political thing of this this album again, because without going through it and counting them, it feels like it's a fifty fifty split almost between political and not inherently political, but yeah, like maybe historical songs. Mm. Um, and like he's hist- he's political and historical all the way throughout his career. But I, I, th- I do think, and I said it before about Worker's Song, it's maybe not the best song on the album, but it's kind of, if any of them was the single, like the pop single of the album, I think that's it, isn't it? It's kind of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the... I, if, if any of these are going to get to the top 10, obviously none of them would ever get to the top 10, but if any <laughs> of them, it would be that one. Um, and I just, I think that's such a great tune. And it really is like, lyrically, it is, it's, it's one of those things that you listen to it, it's just, it's just badass. I think that's what I'm trying to say as well. Like, not only is it a good message that you can get behind, but it's just, it's almost like um, 
like a rock anthem of the folk world. I think that's how I feel about it. Nice. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, it did. It made me want to write a placard of some kind yeah. about something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, a rock anthem, a folk anthem. There's definitely something in that. Uh, yeah, yeah, folk. Yeah, yeah. I once heard someone describe Seth Lakeman as the front man of folk. Uh, which I thought was quite nice, but you know, maybe <laughs> yeah, only yeah, yeah. currently. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do like it though. But um, yeah, yeah. Folk, folk anthems. I, I feel like something like Ye- Big Yellow Taxi would be. Mm. Oh, which is kind of where I get my uh, YouTube name from, Big Yellow Praxis. It's just, oh, yeah. it's just a lame pun that doesn't really make sense. But Big Yellow Taxi is a. a I feel like that's a good folk anthem, and I feel like there's a, there's a few. You know, like Puff the Magic Dragon, that's probably the best of them all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could be. <laughs> yeah, I like I'll, I'll like, give, mm, could be. Yeah. I'll give you a big yellow taxi. Yeah. Okay, there we go. One out of two ain't bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, quite, I'm quite curious. Uh, do you have any other interesting notes on your songs? Because you've kind of got a note for each. Yeah. Song for Ireland. Stood by your Atlantic Sea and sang a song. This is another one. The the lyrics stood by your Atlantic Sea and sang. I thought, yeah, I'll probably do that one day. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a nice image, isn't it? Just to sort of it stand is, and yeah, sing yeah. at the sea. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I then did sort of go off at a tangent and think, what else, what other sort of landforms and uh, bodies of water can you sing at? Um, and I decided there's probably some, you, you might get a, an album out of that, just singing at, um, you know, maybe some kind of I avant-garde think, album. I think that's a good album theme, actually. Uh, singing at, wait, so specifically Bodies of Water. Yeah, Singing at Bodies of Water, part one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, ex- expect it on the shelves 2022. I'll give myself a, a while to write it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Also, also in Song uh, yeah. for Ireland, he... Uh, he cracks out, so he makes reference to some fairly classic animals. So we've got salmon and falcon. Uh, and I was mm-hmm. wondering, because oh, yeah. uh, they're, they're quite, you know, quite iconic and fit into a folk song quite nicely. But then I made mm-hmm. a note of um, why do folk singers not sing about dull animals like wasps or ducks? <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like I need to defend the honour of ducks because ducks are cool. Ducks are very cool. I mean, yeah, no? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I just can't think of any songs with <laughs> ducks in. But I know, I'm, I'm just saying, like, when you said they're dull, I think you said, uh, I don't think they're dull animal. I think ducks, mm. ducks, I think duck, ducks do deserve wasps. Yeah, are there songs about wasps? I mean, there's a, there's a band named after them, right? Yeah. Very true. So, I mean, how much more do they need? Um, and they've got all the white Anglo-Saxon Protestants in the world. Um, so I, f- I feel like wasps have enough to, to, to get on with. Okay, forget wasps. They've also got a rugby team. <laughs> That's forget true. wasps. Forget wasps. Uh, they got far more than they deserve, the bastards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what? On that note, are we done? I, th- I, th- I think... I think that was a good chat. Unless you've got anything you need to say about that album, because I feel like we've covered pretty much everything. I mean, there's a few, in, there's a few tracks... Uh, we didn't talk about Skogen Waltz slash Randers Hopser, but I feel like that that is one of the less standout ones for me. Folk album needs a uh, <laughs> sort of instrumental, folky, funky yeah, tune, yeah, yeah. and that just slots in nicely. It does. It does. 
there we go. No, I'm out of ideas. It's just a great album. It's just it's a, great a great. Album. It's a great list. Uh, it really, you have to just get over the uh, the accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I I definitely agree. Um, I did a, I did a podcast this weekend as well with my little brother on Stan Rogers. So I, I'm just going to say the same thing for Stan Rogers as I say for this. But I mean, anyone who's listening to this podcast already will be on this page, so it's fine. You do need to have a tolerance for folk. I personally, big two thumbs up for me. I love it. Some people don't. And I, I, it can take you a while to get into the mood if you do ever all, because I, I do, I understand it's a quiet, kind of a quiet taste. Um, but I, I feel like even... It's a bit like... I was going to say, it's a, it's a bit like uh, scrumpy, and not just because it's sort of countryside and rough. I was going to say uh, ale. I was going to say like a, like an old fashioned ale it's very similar isn't it potentially impenetrable but once you're in yeah yeah you're off yeah yeah. that's there we go that is the perfect analogy and there's kind of no point us continuing because we'll never top that analogy no on that note (laughs) on that note thanks very much for your time dude thank you for having me that's all right (laughs) cheers (laughs) 